Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh. Got Paul Yancheck and uh, Joe Frost for me, and I'm going to introduce them in a second. But we want to start the podcast on a little bit more serious note than we've had in the past. It kind of a weird week for Steelers Nation. Um, we're based here in Ohio uh, for Ohio State Nation too. Um, Dwayne Haskins died, which um, I've read a million stories about. It. I've talked about it. On several podcasts, and I still feel weird even saying it. Um, he was on a road. We're not sure of the exact circumstances. Um, some say maybe he car ran out of gas or there was a flat tire or something. But either way, he was looking for help, and he needed to cross a roadway. He crashed a roadway early in the morning. He didn't realize the dump truck was coming. Dump truck struck him, died. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Extremely sad. I mean, I you would have to be a monster to you know, find joy or anything. Uh, just uh, horrifyingly sad. I mean, he was 24, uh, young guy. Um, I was with Brian Davis on podcast Sunday, and we were talking about him. And, you know, we've always talked about high State quarterbacks that have had trouble, you know, making that transition from uh, college to NFL. But, you know, in college, Dwayne Haskins was amazing. He had 50 touchdowns one year. He broke every Ohio State passing record. Um, you know, he went to Washington. I'll be honest, I'm not even sure if I'll blame Dwayne Haskins. I mean, Washington's a complex 
convoluted football team right now, and we're being polite. We're probably saving me or things right now. Um, you know, the ownership wanted to draft them. The coaches didn't want them. Well, when half of your organization doesn't want you, it, it's hard to succeed. Um, so he, he has some difficulty there. But from all accounts, you know, the Steelers signed him, which was a great move for Haskins. It was a great move for the Steelers. And he was starting to find his own. Um, I didn't know if he would play as much this year or not. The jury was still out in that. But all indications were he was kind of, it was that second chapter in, in your pro career that sometimes you just don't get. Um, he got married. Um, you know, set up a lot of good relationships. Um, I work for a the big newspaper here in Columbus. We've been covering the memorials. No one has anything bad to say about Haskins. I know you might say, well, he died. You know, no one's going to slam him. Well, I understand that. But a lot of people spoke highly of the friendship they have with him, the way he mentored him and everything else. And again, we haven't met Dwayne Haskins, so I'm not going to say anything either way on what type of person he was. But there was a lot of just outspoken support for the young man. So it sounded like between cleaning up his family life uh, between kind of starting to find that spark in his pro career that may not have been there a couple of years ago, he was finding his own. And, again, we're a football show. We're not a morality show. But I'll tell you, you know, it's a reminder for me. I'm going to get to Paul and Jen in a second. But it's a reminder for me that life's short. Life's precious. I mean, I'm 47. I've got hopes and dreams of living to 90. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. And, you know, God – you know, Dwayne Haskins' life into 24. We're not guaranteed 24. Um, I have an older brother that died at, shortly after birth, lived three days. You know, sometimes we only get three days and everything. So, I mean, it's a good reminder that life's short. Get yourself right. You know, whatever your belief system is, uh, make sure that you're doing, um, you're right there. Make sure you're living your life right. You're treating others with respect. That you're you're treating your family good, uh, whatever responsibility you have. If you're a dad or a mom or a or a you know, how are you to your family? I mean, that's super important too. So, I mean, I I guess that's my thoughts. Uh, we'll talk in a minute about what that means for the football team because I know it's kind of weird to talk about now, but we've got drafts in two weeks, so I mean, that does become a factor. But Paul, I'll start with you. I mean, Paul, you're a pastor. And what was your thought when you heard about Dwayne Haskins on Saturday? Just incredibly devastated. Um, I mean, incredibly sad. Uh, 24 years old, uh, so talented, uh, so much potential. But all, all that aside, even if he wasn't talented or didn't have potential, um, I think the one thing we tend to do with sports is we – too closely associate the person with their performance. Um, you hear the guy in the stands, if somebody messes up on the field, oh, you're a bum and this and that. And I think we can depersonalize athletes. And this is a great reminder that regardless of how you feel about uh, his football career uh, up to that point, um, it's tragically sad. Um, and the way that it happened incredibly sad and I, I i haven't been following a lot of the social media on it but I, I hope there's nobody using this as an opportunity to uh find reasons to attack him or say negative things this is not the time for that um 
yeah, a young man taken away too soon, uh, and it's heartbreaking. Uh, and you know, even if if this were a Browns player, um, a team that I absolutely do not root for, um, it would still be sad. Uh, it's it's a human being above all else. Uh, football is just a game. Uh, this is a young man taken away too soon, and it's really sad. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us. I like playing Madden football where these guys are just thoughts or, you know, even when we talk about them on podcasts, Hey, I'm, I, I like doing the podcast. I love talking about the Steelers. I, I spent a lot of time following the Steelers, but you know, we, we quickly forget their people too. Now it's yeah. different because we don't know these guys. Like I can't say, man, I'm friends with half the team. I don't know the team. They may know me from this podcast. Who knows? But you know, we're not, but I heard a good and Jim, Maybe you could speak to this too. Um, Sunday on Columbus Radio, some sports guy was talking about the tragedy, and he was saying, hey, I don't know Dwayne Haskins, but when you see someone do something, like if they're on your favorite team, or if you think back to some of the fantastic games that Dwayne Haskins had in college, if you watch that with somebody, now you've invested in that person. So even if you don't know Dwayne Haskins in person, you might sit there and say, man, I watched that game where he beat Michigan with my dad. And, man, we celebrated. It was so much fun watching him. Where even though you wouldn't have that personal connection with him, he becomes part of special memories that you have either in you watching sports or your dad. I mean, what do you think about that? And just your thoughts overall by Haskins passing. Yeah, you just threw a whole bunch of new thoughts at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Like I had thoughts rolling and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, here's a whole bunch of other things. And there's so many things going on right now, just in the world. I know in my personal life, uh, you know, my dad passed away, you know, only two months ago. So, you know, all of the emotions and whatever else all starts to roll into one and this, this grief and this, uh, this regret and the, you know, uncertainty about the future all starts to roll together along with the passing of other uh, notable uh, celebrities and things. Gilbert Gottfried just passed away uh, earlier today after a prolonged bout with an illness, Um, you know, and and so you you start to tie in these, not only uh, the history that you have with some of these people, uh, you know, because they're celebrities, they're athletes, they're, they're not really our good friends, but there are contributions somehow into our lives. And so we have these connections to uh, when we there are certain games or watching them play as they, they were in college and, you know, seeing them develop or not develop and need a second chance. And what was happening with uh, Dwayne Haskins, but excited to see about what was happening for the future. I mean, I remember when he got signed by the Steelers, I was really, really excited knowing that he had been very challenged in his first stint with uh, the Washington football team. I think they were not the football team when he was there. Right. Um, and now yeah, I think they were the Redskins. When yeah, I think they sort of were the first got drafted. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I was so excited about the opportunity for him to kind of redeem himself and get himself in a different environment and and really do well. Because, again, it goes back to everything that I always say about these people who are selected as, you know, first pick in the draft. People are always going to just really terrible teams. And right. immediately you're going into a bad situation. And hardly anybody can really resurrect 
uh, an entire franchise out of nowhere. Like Joe Burrow, I think is the only guy who's done it in a long time. Um, but, uh, and so the opportunity for him to go into another situation and maybe um, be able to gel with coaches a little bit better or whatever, he's just excited about the future and what that could hold and to just have that gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then you're well, kind of left with those mixed feelings of that history, but then also, okay, but now what's my team going to do? And you're like, yeah. oh, but I'm a horrible person because this is a real human being and I don't really need to think about that right now. Uh, but it is a reality for uh, the professionals who now have to make those decisions. They have to they right. have to rally and figure out what it is we do in the draft now. What does this mean? Do we really need four quarterbacks in the room? What? How are we going to solve this problem? Yeah, a, a couple of quick thoughts. As a journalist, I want to make sure I get this out in case anybody questions me. I mean, I talked about this Sunday with Brian, but I wanted to say this here too. Um there were a couple of controversial things that happened. Um, Gil Brandt kind of said some weird stuff. Uh, Adam Schefter had a clumsy tweet they quickly deleted. And I know there's still some hard feelings about it. I mean, I've looked at the comments about some of even the Columbus Dispatch stories. And it's all, you know, Schefter's a bum. We don't like him and other stuff like that. Um, I will say it's funny. I've learned this a long time ago because I'm a journalist. It doesn't make me any special than Paul or Joe are. But, you know, I've kind of lived this life for my wherever, however long my professional career has gone. And I think Paul and Joe are starting to see this because sometimes even stuff we say, you know, somebody might hear on Twitter and we get reaction or whatever. Um, there is a difference there when you cover somebody. And, and Paul said this earlier. Sometimes you're going, you're bound to criticize. You're bound to say, hey, they didn't play that good and everything. Um, and you're bound to criticize just saying, man, if a guy got drafted early, it, it stinks that the guy's not succeeding. You know, I'm sure whatever happened Washington, I'm sure there's some Washington fans sitting out there like, ah, why didn't Dwayne Haskins be a stud right away when, you know, he had some struggles there. I will tell you, and I'll <laughs> blame myself as much, you know, Paul, we've had fun with Paul criticizing Ohio State quarterbacks, and it's true. I, I hate to say it, but Ohio State quarterbacks simply haven't done that well in the NBA. NBA NFL. Um, they also have I, been terrible in the NBA. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Very yeah, yeah. true. Mike Tomczak has never done well in the never. NBA. I don't know Worst NBA player. Yes. Well, I, I kind of found myself some pause because – in my work, when we write stories, okay, the Dwayne Haskins things happens. And part of what we do for SEO is find old stories that we did about Dwayne Haskins. Well, there's a mountain of stories about his incredible season where he threw 50 touchdowns. But over the past year, since I'm a Steelers podcaster, I got called in to write some stories where people were critical of Dwayne, even for last season. And it kind of made me feel bad for a minute, saying, wow, his last stories about him in Dispatch were kind of critical based on what other writers were saying about him. But, you know, there is a difference. You know, we shouldn't attack someone personally. Like, we're not going to say, oh, they're a horrible person, they're a sinner, or whatever else the case might be. But we can say, look, this person is struggling a little bit, you know, on the field. And, you know, and I think that's the difference. And, you know, I've even heard this through – some of the our, our other friends here on the Behind the Still Current community and even sometimes in where we're at with the Columbus Dispatch and USA Today, there is a big difference there. And although, you know, I've written some stuff critical about Dwayne Haskins, 
it's devastating, like Paul says. I mean, the guy lost his life. He's 24. I mean, it's one thing if a guy got traded or benched or released, and you said, boy, he wasn't that great for us. It's another thing when the guy is no more. And, again, this goes far from football. I, I'll tell you, ask my family. I screw up. I, I I focus a lot on my work. I take pride in my work. And, you know, I, I hope it shows. But sometimes – if people look at me, they're like, well, he podcasts or he works. Well, we're about a lot more than our work. And let's don't make the same mistake. And Paul and Joe have done a good job. I'm, I'm talking to our listeners. Let's don't make the same mistake with Dwayne Haskins. Because, yeah, Dwayne Haskins had a career. You can judge it however you want. But Dwayne Haskins was a lot more than just a football player. He was a family guy. Uh, he did some nice things in the community. Um and, you know, he means a lot. And I think sometimes in our culture, we just look at your career and you say, well, your career wasn't like we want it to be. Well, it's part of your life. I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, yeah, and quickly on the Schefter thing, yeah, it was a clumsy tweet. We all tried to tweet things really quick. We want to be first. Um, Schefter, sorry, if, if, God forbid, Paul or Joe would pass anytime soon, I shouldn't be like, hey, here's why they frustrated me. Oh, by the way, they died. No, no, it's, oh, my gosh, you know, this person died. This is horrible news. You know, let's remember them. Um, Schefter's mistake was he kind of brought up a shortcoming that Dwayne Haskins had in his career when he announced his death, which was kind of weird. I don't think Schefter made anything personal. Yeah, I think it was, it was just a clumsy like he, tweet. Who struggled in his time right. as a, the, with the Washington team. Like, what? That's irrelevant for the news that you're trying to break right now. Yeah, he should have just said, hey, you know, professional quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, you know, Steelers quarterback who was maybe say, hey, he played Ohio State football or whatever. It just mentioned how you would know him, not, hey, here's how I feel about him. The Gil Brandt thing was, I mean, cringeworthy at best. Um, I, I call it ass nine the other day. I don't use worse words, but you could probably use worse words because it, it was horrible. You can't he chose that time not just to say, point out a shortcoming he may have had professionally, but to sit there and say, okay, this guy died. Oh, by the way, here's the five things that tick me off the most about him. Like, come on. You know, what's going on here? And I'm upset, Brant. Uh, Brant had a weird tweet. It didn't even sound like his own wording. It sounded like some, you know, communications pro wrote out for him to apologize. The other thing, too, is, look... I'm 47. Some people say I don't make sense when I speak in public. But if you're 47, if you're 90, and you're just not able to put thoughts together, you either got to look at yourself and say, hey, maybe this isn't for me going on live radio. Or somebody needs to come to you and say, Gil Brandt, I know you had a successful NFL career. I know you had a lot of accolades. But Gil, it's time for you not to speak on the radio. And, you know, that time was now because it was awful what he said. But secondly, somebody should have stopped him. You know, you don't put Nadia with Gilbrandt on the radio. And you know, so I, I'm mad at everybody for that. So, all right. Um, let me throw something else out. If you guys want to comment, that's fine. Um, the question has been asked on some of these behind the still curtain podcasts. What does this mean for the Steelers moving forward? I think the biggest thing I'm concerned about personally is these guys as people. I mean, did you guys see the Chase Claypool tweet? I mean, he I was. Sure did. Yeah, he, 
it, right when he found out, he recorded himself and his response, and he just lost it. Uh, yeah, he was just so in pain, and it just really felt like uh, just hasty decision making to then post that raw emotion of just him having lost so close a friend that he had just spent time with that day. Um, but it's not a that's not a whole lot of wisdom, but again, it's a it's another it's a new era, and people who a generation of people who's way to process their experience really is in the sharing whether yeah. or not that's that's psychologically wise uh but that's what people his age do well let me mention something too because that video he had was kind of weird he talked about hey i spent your last moments and part of me sat there and thought well was he there during the accident i think what happened was the accident happened 6 30 i'm assuming and again Let's wait till some more of these details come out because I, I haven't talked to Chase Claypool and I don't expect to talk to him about the situation. I, I'm thinking he's referring to the last moments that he spent with them. You know what I mean? So the accident happened Saturday morning. Earlier that day with him, I think that's probably more likely than. Well, but the accident happened 6 a.m. I mean, that's almost saying. You know, were they out together? Our, our I, mean, day, I don't our know. Day and their day is a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, who knows? I, I, I mean, I just say that as even just as a parent, my son likes to stay up until two o'clock in the morning doing okay. stuff with it. So, like, when is the day? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, it was but, after midnight, so therefore it's not the same day. Get out of town. I don't. Well, I don't need the, that. And the older we get, the previous twenty-four hours. I mean, I'm not sure what the intention was of him filming a video of that, but. I thought the thing that was good about that was, again, it was a good reminder that these are people to these guys. It wasn't like Dwayne, it wasn't like they said, oh, Dwayne Haskins, he was just a quarterback. And these guys are friends. Just think about at your workplace, if, you know, you you go there next day and it's up, there was an accident, this guy died or a woman died. I mean, it would be devastating. It doesn't matter if they're great friends of yours or if they're just acquaintance, you're like, Oh my gosh, I mean, this person's gone. This is horrible. I um, think about Mike Tomlin, who, I mean, I, I would, from the times I'm, I've heard him speak at conferences, I know that probably even more than a football coach, he sees himself as a mentor and a father figure to these guys. And so uh, he would have viewed Dwayne as a son. Um, I can't yeah. imagine emotions that just as a head coach, you're trying to, okay, I've got a team to lead, but, you know, someone that I see as a son, uh, especially when you've taken on somebody who, who, you know, is a project, like he's had this, he's had this difficulty. And so part of why you, you sign him is you feel a connection with him and feel like you could be part of mentoring him back into a healthier place, both professionally and personally. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a report that maybe some of the coaches were critical of Dwayne Haskins. You might say, well, do they really mean it? Well, hey, if you care about somebody, if you're mentoring somebody, that doesn't mean all your time mentoring is like, oh, you're wonderful. Sometimes you're kind of like, hey, you're messing up a little bit. No no mentor I know who's ever right. fed into my life ever spent any time blowing sunshine at me. Right, right. <laughs> so it, it's good to accept both stories have been presented over the past year. And again, I'm not saying this to criticize Haskins. I'm just saying, look, when you learn to get better, sometimes you have great days, sometimes you have rough days. You know, I mean, it happens. It's, you know, we're humans. Um, the other thing, and then we need to take a break and we got stuff else we need to talk about. 
yeah, yeah, our half hour is going by quick. Um, somebody asked a question. You know, they were like, "Oh, this is a horrible time to bring up." Well, it's a horrible time to bring it up. But the tough thing about it is the season continues. I mean, we're about two weeks away from the NFL draft. Uh, somebody said, "Well, what does this mean for the NFL draft?" I mean, I don't necessarily think this changes anything from the Steelers. I think even before the horrible tragedy that happened last week, I've heard a lot of things that the Steelers would come away with one quarterback. I mean, even before this happened, I, I still think there's going to be a quarterback drafted. Now, we'll be at 20. Who knows? It depends on how the top half of the draft shakes out. But I think a quarterback will be drafted. And, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Haskins' career or life or anything else like that. I, I think the strategy stays the same. And, you know, in the past, Colbert's talked about, hey, we want to bring four quarterbacks to camp. Right now on the roster, you have Trubisky and Randolph, and that's – or Rudolph, sorry. Uh, that's it. So if they draft a quarterback, I would assume, you know, maybe they do a veteran or if it's a project guy or whoever. And you never know. I mean, Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he ever got released. It will be hard to say. All right, we are way, way, way over time. My fault. So let's take a break here on BehindTheSealCurtain.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, back here on the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. Um, I'm Chris Pugh, Paul Yancek, Joe Frost. We're, we're talking about the Dwayne Haskins thing. Uh, tough news. I mean, prayers got to the family, fam, Haskins family right now. And prayers got these, the Steelers team. I mean, it's – you don't get over that. And um, hopefully the Steelers are able to – make peace with it, and, hey, honor Haskins with your play on the field. You, you know what I mean? You know, it could tear a, a team apart, but sometimes it could bring the team together. I'm hopeful that with the Sears, they're able to uh, do well with that. Um, hey, some other news I, I want to talk about real quick. XFL, I I didn't catch the whole story uh, today. Apparently, they're waiting a year before coming back. I thought they were supposed to come back this spring, but apparently it's now XFL 2023, but they made some news today. Um, I, I'm confused, guys. I and mean, we got the USFL, XFL. Um, Joe will probably announce he's starting a football league, professional league, and it's going to start in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, there, there may be 800 football leagues in the next week or two. Who knows? Uh, but the XFL, I guess, is coming back in 2023. And why we care is uh, it'll be eight team league, and two of the eight teams will be fronted by well-known Steelers players. Uh, Heinz Ward is going to be coaching one of the teams. 
and my guy, Rob Woodson, is going to be coaching another. Are you guys excited about that? I know spring football is kind of – we've all been reluctant in the past, but are we going to watch a team coached by the great Rob Woodson? I mean, I'm going to check out a game with that. I mean, it's it, – there will be some interest. Just, I, I think I, I'm really curious to see Heinz War because I'm I'm still a little crusty that the Steelers never – Kind of brought him into the fold as uh, an assistant or a wide receiver coach or something. So this may be Hines slipping through the fingers of the Steelers, and um, you know he could go on to be a great coach and get some job elsewhere. And Steelers lost their chance. So, uh, but wish them both well. Um, it'll be interesting to follow their budding coaching careers. Now they've not identified what team they're coaching, right? They've just said that these are the coaches, and right. they have not not yet identified what team they're coaching. That's why I gather. And again, we're taping this on Wednesday, so by the time it gets released on Sunday, right? Who knows? There they may have had a draft lottery later. Where the teams can like. There's a lottery for who your coach will be, or how's that? What are they doing? No idea. I think the league, since it's just getting started, is taking a stronger hand and making sure that there's right. sort of an equitable start. Right. And trying what? to trying to set those kinds of things as they get started, but yeah, I, I'm with you, Paul. I, I, hearing about Heinz Ward getting a head coaching job with the XFL only just pour salt in the wound of like, why is he getting interviewed and hired for all these jobs at different places? Because uh, wasn't he at a Florida university uh, doing wide receiver coaching? I've heard he got interviewed for. Um, the Texans job for the hot, for the head coaching job, even though he, he hasn't, doesn't have head coaching experience yet. Uh, I just felt like, Hey, aren't the Steelers hiring like assistants and coaches? Like, <laughs> come on now. It's Heinz Ward. Why aren't we, why aren't we doing this? But, um, but I also recognize that he was still kind of new to the game. So, you know, him making the leap to head coach for the XFL I think is a big step forward for him. And I think it puts him in line for within a couple of years, if things go well with the XFL or if they go terribly as a league and the whole league disappears, he'll be able to capitalize on that experience and being able to get himself placed with somewhere else. And there's still hope that eventually uh, he'll make his way back to Steeler nation. Here's where I play devil's advocate. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you I, do. I, I like the fact Woodson Ward's there. It gives me a reason to watch the games. I, mean, I really like that these is guys the point. I think that is the point as much as anything else is getting those guys in there so that there's some names <laughs> that we're going to want to watch on on uh, whenever it is these games play Tuesday well, afternoon or whatever. If I understand right, I think the NFL has some type of agreement where there's a little bit more of a player sharing and they're going to try out some rules there. And if it works, they may adopt the rules. So there well, is some last time, right? Like the XFL did a bunch of crazy crap and now it's the stuff that they do all of the time. Right. The right. But, but I guess here's my concern. Okay. Heinz Ward's an offensive player. How many points will this, his team, whatever team it turns out to be, have all to score them. for the NFL to notice? You know what I mean? All of them. All of the points. Right. <laughs> because you think, okay, you know how it is in the NFL. If you, you have an offensive coordinator and your offense explodes, like in KC, their Eric Biennemi, their coordinator, you know, Chiefs have an amazing offense. So Eric Biennemi is now up for a lot of different head coaching roles. Well, 
is it going to be the same thing in the XFL where, say, Heinz Ward's offense averages 80 points a game? Like, it's amazing. Or is somebody going to say, wow, maybe he should be our coordinator or head coach? Or are they going to be like, eh, it's the XFL. Who cares? Uh, same thing on the defense. I'm assuming Woodson will be more inclined defense. I mean, if his defense is like the old steel curtain defenses, are people going to be like, dang, maybe Woodson should be a defensive coordinator in the NFL? Or are they going to be like, you know, Chris Pugh is the quarterback in the other team and Paul Yan takes the running back? Who cares? You know, anybody should be able to stop these guys. You know, I don't know what to make of it. So I think it depends on how the league plays out and what they are able to do. Um, I mean, I think it'll be a better gauge than the arena league where I, like, I don't even know that they have a defense on the field uh, in the arena league. So I think there'll be a, it obviously won't be an immediate, like, Oh, if, if Heinz Ward can coach his team to 80 points a game, he's going to do that in the NFL. But I think it, it'll be a chance to show some creativity, uh, try some things offensively that maybe you don't see a lot in the NFL. Uh, so I think it'll give a, a little glimpse that there's, there's some potential there. I also feel like, uh, we get very confused about what all the qualities that a, that a team is looking for when they're hiring coaches, especially assistants and whatever else. I think there are qualities that are well beyond the, oh, his team scored 80 points a game, therefore he's going to be in a good uh, offensive coordinator or whatever else. I think there's fit. I think there's connection with his players, the reputation that he builds with the players. And uh, and the and the uh, NFL coaches being able to look back at that and say yes, that's a, that's part that that what he's able to build in terms of a community, in terms of uh, uh, you know all those qualities around the team. That's what we want in our locker room. Uh, that he has to come up with the craziest schemes, and he's uh, what the guy that coach from the Water Boy, where he's got the crazy notebook full of crazy crap. That right. oh, definitely we need the guy because he's got the notebook. Uh, I don't think it's about that. I think it's about him as a coach being able to speak into the lives of teammates and and pull rally people together and get them all on the same page. And that's has more to do with has more to do with it than whether or not he's able to scheme up, you know crazy new plays that nobody has ever figured out. Yeah, we're going to face the other direction now. And that'll be the new style of playing offense is blindfolded or whatever. That quarterback <laughs> stuffs the ball in the running back's butt cheeks and he, right. and he it farts it down the field. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the forward fart will be the new thing <laughs> right. for but, the NFL well, moving forward. That's not what we're talking about. But I think Heinz Ward is just such a compelling dude that his right. ability to get everybody in the locker room on the same page is going to impress people who do hiring of coaches. And it may not have no- nothing to do with the fans going, Oh, it's good. They score so many points. It'll be so much more about that relationship uh, that happens in the locker room that we don't know about as mo- as well. Well, and just to clarify, what I'm referring to isn't just much of the innovation. It's going to be eventually you have to have the production but is the production going to be enough to interest NFL team? But the production is all still subject to the, the players that he has right. and the players they're playing against. It's like right. everything that we talk about with, uh, oh, this player who hasn't faced any major uh, uh, other teams just right. blowing the score up really doesn't mean anything because he's playing middle schoolers. Like, it's just not no. the same thing. I, uh, no. And so – 
I, the, I the leap from league to something else or the college ranks or the professionals, like it has more to do with reputation and that that vibe right. in the locker room and whether or not I think that guy can be part of the scheme that you know, like Mike Tomlin puts together. Is that fair? Right. Something that works well. Well, no, yeah, good for what you're saying. It makes perfect sense. I, I'm just thinking from the aspect of like Matt Canada. Like we're all like, dang, he has innovative stylings and he they motion ten times every play and everything. It's it's so okay. great. <laughs> okay, and then we looked at last year, going, man, they scored maybe 10 they points should a stop game. moving yeah. all the time yeah. and like try moving down the field, right? Like so, maybe throw it to somebody who's past the first down marker. I right. don't know. So last year and apparently this year from the Steelers, he gets the benefit of the doubt. But when comes that time where you sit there and say, so I guess what I'm trying to say, it's not as much about the innovation. It's about eventually what the production is. But I'm agreeing with what you're saying too, Joe. You raise a good point. And I think maybe for Ward and also Woodson, maybe it's not just saying, oh, we're 16-0 and we score 100 points a game. Look at us. It might be more of saying, man, look at what Heinz Ward did with that quarterback and receiver. You know, yeah. maybe the team finished 500, but man, he developed that quarterback receiver where they've got a tryout, or maybe they got signed a contract by the Jets or Chiefs or some NFL team. And so, even if the record's not quite there, or the innovation's not there, or the production's not there, he, he's like, dude, look, I'm developing these guys. You know, Woodson could say the same thing. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we got to end up this. Thanks for checking out the Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, Pittsburgh Sewer Power Half Hour. Say that 10 times fast. I dare you. Um, <laughs> here on our network. Uh, check out all of our content. We, we got to keep uh, letting people know behindthesteelcurtain.com. Hey, it's the off season. Tons of articles every day about the Steelers and the podcast network. My goodness, you could fill your day with Steeler talk. And what other things would you want to listen to for your day than Pittsburgh Sewer Talk? So check it out on uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, Joe's eyes are wide open. It's really nice. So thanks for checking out our show. Have, uh, you all have a great day. Bye-bye.